If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Hey, everyone. <laughs> this, we got an episode for you, and it's a lot. So before we get into all of that, let's do something fun and good and joyful and lovely, which is to shout out our patrons. Oh, we love our patrons. They keep us keeping on through the hard, hard, hard movies like we got this week. <laughs> and we got a champion for actors' rights. And I just, I, you absolutely love to see it. I love to have a champion uh, joining the movement. And this week we have Dash Lewis. Uh, welcome, Dash. Thank you for all the very important work that you have done, will do as a champion for actors' rights. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dash. We love you. And we also have a new vessel head coming aboard. Timmy grips over. Timmy, thank you. Thank you. For your support. It means the freaking world to us. We love you so gosh dang much. Love you so much. Um, we also have several new members of Tony fucking Collette's inner circle. Ooh! Lots of people joining the group this week. We have Kat Kloon, Alex H., Maddie, Rachel Zittimer, Rachel Durkitz-Gelman, Leo, Colin Mullet. Terry Garov, Shattering Mashor, Rose Chappelle, Wong Song, Ali, and Karen Gonzalez. You guys. Wow, we love you all. Are the best. Wowie. And I just got to do a quick Karen Gonzalez. That's my mom. Oh, it's and she, I, I got to give her credit. She, my dad is a, is a patron. They'd share it. But I guess she just decided she wanted to have her own freaking name in the circle. And I respect that. And I'll just come out and say, Mom, don't listen to this episode. You'll hate it. You will hate it. This episode is not for moms. It's not, not for moms. For moms. And I, it 100% is not for my mom. 100%. <laughs> not for my mom either. If you're listening, Mom, turn this off right now. <laughs> my mom also. I don't think you're going to like it. <laughs> so if you're one of our moms, turn this episode off. And if you're not one of our moms, let's get it Good going, luck. baby. Good, Good luck. luck. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I like watching scary movies. So I do just that, and, <laughs> and then I tell you about them. <laughs> and we reap the benefits. We do. We really do. Oh, I love you guys. So good I to see you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. Oh, man. Today, I, so what's up with us? Today I had a thought that I still stand by, but this is sort of where I'm at, mm -hmm. which is why do weeks have seven days? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's going to be a reason. I don't know what the reason is. Probably for farming. <laughs> there we go. It's That's probably where our farming. mindset should be. 
But Joel and I were talking about how weekends should be longer. And I was like, why is a week even seven days? It's true. Why couldn't it be eight? And then the weekend is three. Well, the weekend didn't even exist until the Industrial Revolution when so people were, were, well, factories, <laughs> but, really, because right. because people were working seven days a week and there were no child labor laws or like worker rights at all. And so, and so, it so was things a, have been worse than they are right now. Is that what you're saying? Things <laughs> were previously worse. The beginning of the 20th century, things were worse, but it was only because of like workers rights movements that we were able to get a weekend at all. Should have fought for more. <laughs> Should have fought for fucking three <laughs> Two days. days isn't enough. <laughs> Two days is not enough. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, boy. Workers' rights. Still a lot to do there, guys. I'm real pissed about this fucking $15 minimum wage. No, the, no, the biggest thing is <sighs> three-day weekend, Sammy. Stand with me on this. I, I'm with it's you on that. It's the most important thing. I'm with you on that, <laughs> and I think we need to raise that minimum wage to hear me out. $15 is still way too fucking low. $15 is way too low. It's like, wait, isn't it only $31,000 a year if you're working 40-hour weeks? Yeah, Something it's like, like not that? a livable wage. It's insane. You can't, you can't live on that. Oh my god, it makes me so angry. It makes me so angry that there are all these fucking rich people in power who are pushing against it. Fuck those guys. Fuck those guys. Fuck those guys. Man, fuck those guys. Mm -hmm. Um, What else is (laughs) happening? Anyway. (laughs) I have a fun fun story. (laughs) Please. So my mom got me a bird feeder for Christmas. More for my cats than for anything, because she lived here while I was living in Washington. And felt bad for them because it's a, it's a, you know, sad little apartment with not a lot for them to do. And so she was like, they really like the birds. If they could just watch some birds all day, that might be really fun for them. And so I hung it up and no birds have really been coming to it. And so <laughs> I was like, well, let me maybe sprinkle some bird seed around the stoop and they'll just kind of eat it off there. And the other night, they both my cats were like... Pr- faces pressed against the window and like scratching at the window like going crazy i was like something's out there there's a stray cat that comes by a lot i assumed it was that but i didn't see that cat anywhere and anytime i opened the door there was like nothing to be seen and then i'd close the door and they'd start doing it again and um eventually i like sat with them staring at the spot (laughs) and i was like i'm gonna fucking see whatever the fuck they're looking at did you at any point get scared that it was like I did a get ghost? a little spooked at one point. Yeah. yeah. I did kind of. But eventually I saw the fattest fucking rat. It was Oh, <laughs> I was waiting for a raccoon. A rat is yeah. so much worse. Oh. <laughs> Just eating all the bird seed. It was going to town and it like climbed up my little hand railing and faced towards me and my cats and we all like made eye contact with each other. <laughs> It was really funny. And honestly, it was very exciting for me. Not a lot goes on in my life. So this was a really, <laughs> a really fun night. It happened two nights in a row. And I might, I might keep sprinkling the bird seed out there. I feel like, yes. I feel oh like my God, it's fun. Sam, you're going to get more rats. I think, they know, I think they know not to come inside because the cats are like right there. No, they'll stay outside. Look, I'm going to, I'm going to go out. I'm going to make a statement and say, I love I love an LA rat and <laughs> and these are different than New York rats Henley for sure they are because I'll, because often in LA you'll get a tree rat and let me tell you what mm-hmm. I love a tree rat you're hanging out outside at night and you hear a little pitter patter and it's running from one tree branch to the other I love that shit <laughs> there's so many there's so many tree rats because of all the citrus trees in LA yes. they just yes. eat up all that citrus 
They so love gross. it. <laughs> My favorite experience has been being like back in the, you know, before times being like at a lovely outdoor dine, a beautiful patio, a fancy restaurant, beautiful patio. <laughs> and there's just like tree rats. I do love it. I love it too. So I support this, Sammy. Keep this rat. My new rat Keep friend. this rat. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. I think the the only thing I want to tell you guys about uh, from my week is that I've been watching a lot of movies per usual. Of course, no horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but recently, I've started to dig into the Studio Ghibli library, which is on HBO Max for anyone that has HBO Max. I don't even know um, what that means. Me neither. <laughs> oh, it's all the Miyazaki films like Spirited Away mm. and ah. Princess Mononoke. Okay, okay. And so last night we watched um, My Neighbor Totoro, Aww. which was one of his first ones. And I've never, one of his, it's supposedly his like breakthrough yeah. film. Yeah. And it's a, it's, you know, it's a kid's animated film. Um, very simple storyline. Uh, nonetheless, you guys, I fucking wept, like <laughs> starting halfway through the movie and just couldn't stop. And Tim and I had just watched like a few nights before that Dick Johnson is dead, the mm. documentary, uh. which is like arguably much sadder and way more cause to cry. And I did not shed a tear. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> and Tim and Tim was the one that was crying while we watched that. And so we're, instead, we're watching this like kids film. That's like not even that sad. That's a, like about two young girls like playing with like forest spirits in 1950s Japanese countryside. And for, you know, I just wept they the whole you. time. It (laughs) really got me. Sometimes things just will hit you. They it just it just hit me. It was one of those moments, you know, when you just can't control you just can't control it. Oh yeah, that's how I was in Dick Johnson is dead. I literally from the opening scene just never stopped crying and my eyes hurt afterwards. I was like tired, tired from crying. (laughs) I almost Sammy, I feel like you told me that and I almost feel like I was I had steeled myself before watching it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. I was like, don't let this get to you. Mm-hmm. Don't let this touch you. Got to shut your feelings down for this movie. Yep, sure. Always a good way to go Smart. in. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, could be a pretty good way to go into this this week's movie oh, as no. well. <laughs> I don't know anything about this except that Emily is dreading hearing about it. That's all I, I know. know. Very little. And I am terrified. Um, oh. Well, this week's movie is Green Room. It came out in 2016, an A24 picture, which I forgot. I didn't Mm. know that this was Mm. A24. Um, Written and directed by Jeremy Saulnier, uh, starring Anton Yelchin, Imogen Poots, Aaliyah Shockett, Joe Cole, Callum Turner, Macon Blair, and Patrick Stewart. Mm, I forgot this was Anton Yelchin. Yeah, I think this is his last theatrical film before he died, which is very sad. He's so good in it. and He's so good, and it was the saddest, wildest thing. Yeah, that was a really horrible, <laughs> horrible death. <laughs> sad all around. Bad all around. Uh, this green room is streaming on Showtime, or you can rent it for two ninety nine. I have such a clear memory of the first time I saw this movie. I... Someone had recommended it to me 
and it was around Christmas time. So I was wrapping presents and I was like, I need something on in the background while I like wrap presents. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and I turned this on and I did not wrap a single present. Uh-huh. I, my jaw was on the floor from like start to finish. And I like could not take my eyes off the screen. It's like the kind of movie that your adrenaline just like is pumping. Like I was so stressed (laughs) oh my god and not a single present was wrapped that night welcome to cocktail hour and boy are you gonna need it so let's just get right to it this week we are drinking an amber room which i have just decided is actually a green room To make an amber slash green room, you will need one and a half ounces of gin, a half an ounce of green chartreuse, a half an ounce of sweet vermouth, and two dashes of orange bitters. You will shake all ingredients with ice and fine strain into a chilled coupe glass. You will garnish with a Luxardo maraschino cherry. And good luck to you, because boy oh boy, this episode's a doozy, so cheers. What year did it come out again? Sorry. 2016. I think it like premiered okay. at film festivals in 2015 and then was released wide uh, May 2016. Wow. Completely missed this. Never saw a trailer. Never read you know, anything about it. I know nothing about this movie. Nothing. And Emily, you just know a little bit? I just know a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, like, embrace uh, ourselves. Just sort of like a one sentence. Here's what the general plot is yeah. of this movie and uh-oh. don't even tell me that i don't even want to know i, I just won't wanna, I, but you'll I think find we out. just get i think we just get fucking right into it i mean well we got to talk about the trivia first we'll talk trivia i think maybe we hold we watch the trailer at the end yeah let's watch the trailer go, at the end go wow. in blind. i am i am curious my interest is peaked Ooh, baby ah! <laughs> um but okay to your point of never having heard of it uh this movie the budget was five million, and it only made three point eight million. So this is Yikes. like I feel like not a lot of movies that we talk about actually lose money, but this one did. And it was with I think Broad Green Pictures first before A twenty four picked it up, and Broad Green had like no money f- to do any marketing, advertising, marketing. So yeah, I think it didn't get a great uh, release. Release, yeah, they kind of fucked it up, and it's so popular in the horror community. I feel like it's so well loved. I think it must have yeah made more money yeah, on VOD and shit, and it it was yeah. on Netflix for a long time. So hopefully they've recouped some costs because it's a great fucking movie. That's a lot of star power too. I a feel lot like of star that power. could be where a lot of the cost went. Right. Some more trivia for you. Let me skim through and make sure none of this is spoilery. (laughs) Okay, so Sir Patrick Stewart said in an interview that when he finished reading the script at his country home in England, it was so so terrifying that he locked up his house, turned on the security system, and poured himself a scotch. He then knew that he wanted to play the Darcy Banker role because a character that horrifying would be an incredible challenge and make for a compelling movie. Interest still peaked, baby. <laughs> also, I love to imagine him in his country home, pouring himself a scotch. Like, what a man! Yeah, this what an absolute, on brand. Absolutely love it. You love yeah. it. You absolutely love to hear it. 
Um, Anton Yelchin and Imogen Poots were previously in the remake of Fright Night together. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've been saying that that's a f- I've seen that movie and it's very fun. Um, yeah. We Colin should... Farrell is a vampire. I was going to say, Colin... I mean... it's like kind of it's pretty funny, right? I feel like it's, it's pretty funny. It's not, it's not that scary, but it is like really a fucking Tony Collette. Excuse oh, me. Oh, my God. I forgot Tony's in it. Um, Patrick Stewart, Imogen Poots, Callum Turner and Joe Cole are all British actors playing American characters. And this one, we just love these. The van in the movie is a 1985 Chevy van G20. Uh, oh, yeah. It's a 1985 Chevrolet Chevy. That's too It's a Chevrolet Chevy, baby. Yes, that's, that's just a wrong classic thing. Chevrolet Chevy. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, but, okay, that's all I've got. And we will edit in the trailer in here, but we're not going to watch it till the end. So, listeners, if you don't want to hear anything, skip ahead 90 seconds. Okay, I'm with the Eight Rights from Washington, D.C. You guys are hard to find. Want to know social media presence? The music is shared live. It's time and aggression. You gotta be there. Sorry, guys, gotta clear out. Follow me. And then it's over. Holy shit. You can't keep us here and you gotta let us go. We're not keeping you, you're just staying. We're so fucking dead, guys. What do we do? Oh shit. This will be over soon, gentlemen. What are they doing? They're coming. I can't die here. So don't. Okay, so we open on... Anton Yelchin waking up in the back of a van. He kind of looks out the windows. It looks like they're surrounded by corn. Emily's least favorite. Uh, <laughs> spookiest crop. <laughs> such a spooky crop. Such a, such such spooky, a spooky crop. crop. Um, and we get an overhead shot and the van has like veered off the road and is stopped in the middle of a cornfield. We see three other people in the van. This is, uh, these are all our main characters. They're in a band together called The Ain't Rights. Good band name. And I guess the guy driving fell asleep. They're all, they're all asleep and they're all waking up. And he fell asleep with the car on. So now the car is out of gas. And so see, it's like early morning. And they are talking about how they need to walk to the a nearby diner to get some gas and the members of the band there's a lot of characters in this movie so good luck to you and <laughs> i'll do my we'll do our best i'll do my best to try to differentiate them you you wish us the best i wish you guys all the best um <laughs> i was struggling while watching it keeping track of who is who but 
um so these are these are there are four people in this band three guys and a girl the girl is Aaliyah shockett her name is sam uh anton yelchin is kind of our main protagonist his name is pat and there's two other guys in the band named reese and tiger okay so we see the four of them kind of walking to a nearby diner and siphoning gas out of another car, stealing gas basically and walking it, oh. walking it back to their car. So they're they're like little little punks. <laughs> they're in a punk. They're in a they punk. They ain't right. They, mm-hmm. they ain't rights. They ain't right what <laughs> they they're ain't doing. Right. <laughs> they ain't right. They eventually meet up with this guy named Tad who has a big mohawk and he is a host of like a local radio show and he's going to interview them and they sit down for this interview and he's like recording it and says you know you guys don't have any social media presence like why is that and they're kind of talking about they're like these purists they just they record everything analog no social media because music is supposed to be like a shared experience in person so stupid for a band in 2016. <laughs> like, dude, I get it, but come on. Yeah, we like to do this thing where nobody knows we exist. Hey, they're, they're old school punk rockers. Sure, 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 sure. Um, I don't know much about the punk rock scene, but I definitely had a punk rock phase and I was just like a total poser. I like did not know or listen to any punk music. God, remember like poser as a term? Do kids still call kids posers? Probably not. I'm sure they do. Right? About what? I mean, I don't know. That was the biggest fear to be called a poser. And yet I I also was one. I definitely was one. <laughs> Everyone who's 13 is some sort of poser. You don't know who the... F- you're always trying non-different personalities. <laughs> I was exactly 13. That's exactly correct. And boy, did I think that I was hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> Little 13-year-old Sammy. Is that when you've cut is that when you cut all your hair yep. off and dyed it black? Yep. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um yeah, it was really really Jessica Chastain and Mama vibes. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> um oh, man. but okay, so yeah, they've got no social media presence. They're old school. Uh and then Tad asks them, "What's your What's your desert island band? Like you can only listen to one band for the rest of your life on a desert island. And they're all kind of saying like, uh, I don't know, Misfits, Dead Kennedys, kind of they can't choose. And uh, they're just having some fun at this interview. And they finish up the interview and they're basically saying like, we're out of money. We need to find more gigs so that we can get back home. They're somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. And Tad says, I think I can hook you guys up with a gig through my my cousin Daniel works at a bar closer to Portland. He says, but it's like kind of a neo-Nazi place, but just like don't talk politics with them. Just like go in and play and you'll be fine. Just like stick with Daniel and don't talk politics with anyone. Kind of a (laughs) neo-Nazi place. Don't go! And they're like, oh, man, they're like, well, are they like burning crosses and shit? Or like, what are we talking? And they're like, he's like, no, no, it's like, it's fine. Just like, don't talk politics. And it's fine. They're just Nazis. (laughs) They're chill. They're just Nazis. Jesus Christ. Um, And but the gig pays 350 bucks and you'll be matinee Saturday afternoon. Doors are at one. You'll, You'll be on at three. 
And they're like, all right, whatever. I mean, I, I would similarly be like, nothing bad happens at 3 p.m. Right. Daytime, we can be it's daytime in and out. 350 bucks. Great. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for a hundred dollars off your first six bottles. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So we see them the next day driving to this bar. It's kind of out in the middle of nowhere in, in like the woods, like backwoods area. And they pull up on this like little dirt road into dirt parking lot. And everybody is looks like a neo-nazi it's not a great vibe <laughs> i hate it they get out of the car they see they meet up with daniel the cousin that um tad had referred them to that had gotten the gig from them and tad had said like daniel and his girlfriend have been crashing here sometimes and tiger gets out of the car and says like oh yeah we were, you uh tad told us to come like you and your girlfriend are staying there i guess and daniel like grabs tiger by the throat and he's like don't fucking talk about that here like shut up about that and he's like okay man all right whatever and then another guy comes up named gabe <laughs> this is where we're gonna start getting a lot of characters a lot, already a <laughs> lot, lot of names <laughs> gabe is kind of like seems like he's in charge and 
it gets them to go get set up in the green room. He like leads them back to the green room. It's like, put your stuff in here. Uh, you'll be on at three. And they're kind of the, the band is kind of getting, you know, bad vibes from everyone. You can tell they're like not pumped about this gig, but they're like, fuck it. Should we have accepted this Nazi gig? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The vibes are bad. <laughs> and so they're getting ready to go on. And Pat says, I've got a crazy idea. Or he says, I've got a dumb idea. Oh, don't do it. Sorry, I'm already. Which one's Pat? Pat's Anton Yelchin. Okay, great, 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 perfect. So we see them all like give each other a knowing look. And then they go out and go on stage. They're getting their instruments ready. They're like warming up. We see the crowd is probably like 40 or so people. And the bar, by the way, really gross. Dark fluorescent lighting. Even though it's oh, daytime, no, there's no windows. So it's like all lit by fluorescent lighting. Graffiti everywhere. It's like dirty. And all the graffiti Blech. is there's like Confederate flags, swastikas. It's a gross, not good bar. Uh, I'm only going to say it one more time, but get the fuck out of there. Just leave. <laughs> Just leave. Um, mm. So they start playing their first song. Uh, as they're about to start playing, Pat says, actually, maybe this isn't a good idea. And Sam, Aaliyah Shockett says, says, this was your idea. We're fucking doing it or we're fucking doing it or I'm telling them that you're Jewish. So they start playing and they play a song called Nazi punks fuck off. And it goes, Nazi punks, Nazi punks, Nazi punks, fuck off. And all the Nazi punks in the audience are getting pretty mad. And they're throwing glasses at the stage, like spitting at them, flipping them off, saying like, fuck you, what the fuck? Like, this is a Dead Kennedy song, by the way. This is a real song. And we see Pat kind of looking out at the audience. And there are two girls and Daniel, the cousin. Um, kind of whispering to each other, kind of looking secretive. And we see Gabe, the guy in charge, kind of eyeing them from across the bar too, like seeing what they're doing. And Daniel like passes one of the girls something and she like puts it in her pocket. And Pat's just like watching this exchange kind of suspiciously. And they finish that song and everyone in the audience is like pissed at them. And they're like, thank you. That was a cover. And then they start playing their next song, which is I don't more the right kind of song that they should be playing, I guess. And the audience, they, they win them back over. The audience starts moshing. Everyone's having a great time now. <laughs> so they they finish their gig. And as they're walking back into the green room, all their stuff has been moved out of the green room into the hallway. And this guy... Is like he pays them their money and he's like, hey, follow me. Sorry, we had to move your stuff out of the green room for the headliner. The headliner's uh, name is Cowcatcher. <laughs> so they're they're starting to leave. They like start picking up their stuff and they're like, oh, yeah, no worries. We'll, we'll get out of here. They start leaving. And Sam says, oh, I forgot my phone. And Pat says, oh, I'll go. I'll go back and grab it for you. And goes back, opens the door to the green room, goes back in, grabs the grabs the phone off the counter 
and turns and we see like a group of people all looking really um shocked that he's in there we see a girl two big dudes and it's the it's the two girls that were like having the exchange out on the floor and Mm -hmm. then so one of the girls is looking at pat and the other girl is dead on the floor with a knife coming out of her skull Oh, oh, and they all kind of look at each other like, what the fuck's going on? And the girl who's still alive, this is Imogen Poots. Her name is Amber. Amber looks at Pat and says, call the police. And Pat dials 911 on the phone. And all the other two guys are like, fuck that, fuck that, like get him. And they're yelling. And then there's two other guys outside the guy that was, um, paid them and was they were following his name's big justin and he's fucking huge and then gabe is now back over there and so pat dials 911 starts running as they're like grabbing him they're like no no no, fuck don't let him don't let him fucking call calls 911 and gets through and is like there's been a stabbing there's been a stabbing at this place like please come gabe gets the phone out of his hand and the rest of the band is like what the fuck's going on because they're outside in the hallway and haven't seen what's happening yet big justin is like i told you to fucking follow me and then he basically like corrals all of them and he's like everyone get in the fucking room everyone get in the fucking room so now they're all pushed into the green room see what's happened and he locks the door behind them so now they're all locked in this room together no (laughs) i hate it oh emily we have to listen to the rest there's no getting out of it now. There's no getting out of it. <laughs> it's now. just going to get so much Earlier, worse. Earlier, I thought we were could, could get out of it, but now I know that we can't. <laughs> oh no! So everyone's oh. panicking in the room, and Gabe is like, "It's okay. It's okay. Like, stay calm. Everybody, stay calm. It's fine. You just can't fucking. You can't leave yet. You can't leave. Like, I'll be right back." And he goes out, and we see him go out to like the office. That's like a little um mobile unit outside, and he goes there. And comes back with a gun and they're all like, whoa. And he's like, he's like, it's okay. It's okay. Like, I just like, you guys can't leave. So it's not okay, my dude. Risa's like, you can't keep us here, man. You can't fucking keep us here. And he's like, we're not keeping you here. You're just staying. You're staying. And like, we need to figure this out. And the two other guys that were in the room already with the, with the dead girl look very scary. They are from the band Cowcatcher. And um, oh, oh, oh. So now everyone's kind of like yelling at each other. Sam starts crying and the phone rings again. And it's the cops calling back because he had hung up on them. But the phone is now in Gabe's hand. Gabe like waves the gun at everyone. Is like, everyone shut the fuck up. Answers the phone, says, hi, we got cut off earlier. Goes outside. We don't hear the rest of that conversation. Don't the cops just have to show up? Mm, Yeah. I I mean, unless I think unless he says something on this conversation that's like but like it's all okay but you can't trust that i know it's true you have to show up yeah well don't worry they might <laughs> i'm worried i'm worried I mean, yeah you, you should be worried <laughs> yeah i'm worried i'm worried can't trust the cops either so okay anyway mm-hmm. so okay so everyone tensions are super high we see gabe again go out to the office and talk to kind of an accountant guy whose name is Clark. We all keep in track of all these names. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> Got them all. 
Um, and he says, I need $600. Clark says, you just checked out 350. And he's like, yeah, someone's fucking dead. Like I need $600. And he's like, okay, gets, gives him $600 back in the room. Uh, Sam says, is, is looking at the, the girl on the ground and says, maybe she's not dead. Like there's not, or she says, maybe she's not dead. Everyone's like, oh yeah, fucking right. Like there's a knife in her head. And she says, yeah, but there's like no blood. And one of the guys from Cowcatcher grabs the knife in her head, drags her on the floor with the knife, and then pulls it out and it pours blood. And he's like, there's the blood. And it's like so scary. He's evil. And big Justin is in there and he even he's like, what the fuck, man? Like, what are you fucking doing? And we can see that this guy has like no remorse for what has happened. Perfect. So they're in a room with a psychopath. That's great. Great news. We see that the other girl, Amber, is like completely freaked out. She's crying. She's like, oh my fucking God, like she's not doing well either. And back outside, we see Gabe with two little skinhead kids. I mean, I guess young adults, they're probably 20. And um, he's like, all right, aim for the side or whatever like you'll you'll get your 600 bucks when you come back out of prison the knife is small enough that you're not going to do long time and they stab each other or one of them stabs one of them and right after that the cops pull up and we have we have a stabbing that we can uh we can uh, report to them now so got it yeah sh- the cop gets out of the car is like are you the victim every both get down on your knees she arrests them and at the same time patrick stewart pulls up and his name is darcy he is the owner of the bar uh-uh. and he has such a fucking scary vibe in this movie <laughs> i mean obviously but I, yeah he's such an inc- obviously he's such an incredible actor but it's true he never plays like a straight up fucking scary villain yeah no he he never does and he's but he would be so great at it he is like, good he at it such presence yeah yeah what can uh what's he wearing they're all <laughs> what's he wearing they're all wearing like punk little nazi clothes like militia jackets and shit like like Green, does he look green cool? army jacket. I mean, he looks like a Nazi, but does he like? <laughs> he looks fucking scary. I mean, his demeanor I'm just trying to picture is just him so dressed even. like a Nazi. He's very like even keel in it. And how's like, his American accent? It's not bad. Is it safe to say? Will we agree when I say that he's hot? Do we feel like that's safe to say? <laughs> I I don't disagree. I've never Am I alone on this island? <laughs> not not in this movie. I feel like after hearing about this, you're not no, gonna No, I don't think that this is hot, but but just like he looks so he's how old is he? He looks so good. He does look good. He looks good. He looks good for sure. He's been old since I was a baby. He's always been old. He's but, always been old. Um but he I th- think is hot. I think he's hot. <laughs> okay, fine. We'll do a poll. That's one that's worth a poll. Um, so he co- he comes in and like very quickly starts taking charge, and he's like, you can see that everyone totally defers to him. Like everyone immediately just like does what he tells them to do. He's like, give him some space. Give the cops some space to do their jobs. Everyone, everyone like backs up, gives him room. He has a commanding presence right off the bat. 
back in the room, G- Gabe says, okay, Cowcatcher, clear out. And so the two guys that were in there start leaving. Amber starts also trying to leave. Gabe says, not you, you stay. And um, they head out. And as the one that pulled the knife out of her head is walking out, he like turns back around to face Pat and the band and says, your guys set was pretty good. And he's like, what? (laughs) And he's like, what was the second to last song you played called? And he says, uh, Toxic Evolution. He's like, that song was fucking hard. He says, that's the song I did her to. And then he walks out. And it's very upsetting. Fuck, that's gross. So we can't play that song anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna have to take that out of the repertoire. Wait, does that mean that... Wait, just to clarify, do we think that means that's the song he killed her during? Or did he, like, have sex with her first and then I kind of thought that for a second, but no, I don't think so. I think he just means killed her. Okay. Okay. So they, they leave. So now in the room, it is Big Justin, who... By the way, Gabe has given the gun to. So he's like guarding the door with a gun. And it's our four band members and Amber now are in the in the green room. Outside, we see Darcy is he's pissed. The cops have left and he's now talking to Gabe, saying, like, who knows they're here? They're he, they're going through their van, looking through their belongings. And now would be a great Time to have posted on social media. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> that's, Excellent point. That's a great point. This movie is an argument for the importance and benefit of social media. Yes. <laughs> Though probably you wouldn't want to post about playing at a neo-Nazi bar. So maybe don't play at the neo-Nazi bar. I think also, that's yeah. a bigger lesson to are be learned. Are those legally okay? I guess they are. Just to be like, yeah, we're a, we're a Nazi place. I don't, I mean, I don't fucking know. I mean, the cops came and they're, they're, right. they didn't and do they're anything. And they're like swastikas on the fucking walls. Right. That's insane to me. It is really crazy. Anyway. Um, as they're going through their van, they find the like siphoning materials, like a gas jug and, um, tubing and, Darcy's like, okay, this is good. This is good. We can use this. And he says, is there a no trespassing sign out front? And says there's a beware of dog sign. And he's like, even better. Um, They like are doing fast talking and like making plans. And it's kind of confusing. But you just get the sense that like they've got a fucking plan that they're going to execute quickly. And it's not good. (laughs) So now back at the green room, Gabe is on the other side of the door in the hallway talking to them. And he, he tells Justin to give them the gun. And Justin's like, what are, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, they're try- they're going to rush me. And like, they're they're trying desperately to get out. And he says, take the bullets out and give them the gun. Like, don't shoot them. Don't shoot them. And so big Justin empties the bullets out of his gun, hands them the gun. And they're they're talking to Gabe through the door. And they're, they're like, where are the cops? And. He says it takes a long time out here. Like we're out in the middle of nowhere. It like takes them a while. They didn't see the cops come at all. They didn't see them come. No. Did they see the fake stab? Not the fake stabbing, but the like side stabbing. Not. No. 
no, the band. no, no, no. Okay, no. The the again, there the green room is like in the back of this bar, and it, there's no windows or anything. So it's like so as far as the band knows, Gabe is like sort of on their side, and is yeah. just like hang tight. The cops are coming. Okay, yeah. And I will say Gabe has the like friendliest vibe out of any of them. <laughs> Everyone else Great. is like a Nazi you can trust. Um, what about Dan, the brothers of the guy? Daniel. Daniel. Um, he's he, we don't know where he is right now. He's okay. he's not okay. really haven't seen him. in the picture. We saw him outside kind of greet them. But um, and he was with those girls. Yes. Okay. But he did. Okay, we but, haven't seen but him. He's since. yeah. We haven't seen him since. So I don't. We're not sure where he is right now. Okay. And inside the band is also kind of having this conversation. Who knows we're here? Like no one that gives a shit. Like no one fucking knows we're here. And there's yelling through the wall. Like we're not opening the door until the cops get here. Like we're not fucking opening that door. Reese is kind of like the longer that we stay here, like the worse our situation is. And so we need to like start making some moves. And they rush Big Justin and it takes like three of them to wrestle him down and Reese gets him in kind of a head slash arm lock, like holding his arm at an angle where he could break his arm easily and has his like legs wrapped around his neck. And Darcy is now also on the other side of the door with Gabe and we hear them kind of hearing this commotion. Darcy's yelling like, what's going on in there? They're tr- this, the reason they rushed him is because they want to get the bullets from him out of his pocket mm. for the gun. They get the bullets. So now Sam is holding the loaded gun, aiming it at Justin. And Reese is holding him in a, in a headlock, in a bind. Darcy is pissed. He hits Gabe and says, well, we're going to have to do it here and we'll stage it up the road. Oh, God. Oh, God. Then Darcy and Gabe go back into the, like, office area and to Clark, the guy that's, like, in charge of the money, I guess, and says, have you fed them yet today? (laughs) A lot of, like, sentences that we don't like and says, no, like, they'll they'll be able to do their job. They're professionals. Oh, God. (laughs) And he says, like, you'll be paid, you'll be paid handsomely. And then he says, find Daniel. Um, We need some of the squad, red laces only. And this is something that was in the trivia that I saved for right now. (gasps) Red boot laces are mentioned a couple of times. Red boot lace color is an important signal in skinhead culture, indicating the wearer has shed blood for the skinhead movement. Jesus Fucking Christ. Ra- racist skinheads will often randomly attack non-whites to earn their red laces. Wow. <laughs> That's so fucked. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I didn't know what that meant while I was watching the movie. But yeah, he says like red laces only. And Ugh. well, now we fucking now know. We fucking so know and it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. <sighs> Emily, Emily, it's only going to get worse. Now I'm just spiraling about just like the fact that that's a real thing. Yeah. Like fucking skinheads who exist. That's very real. It's very real. Uh, I don't know. Keep going. It's going to get a lot worse. I'll tell you that. Okay. (laughs) We haven't even gotten to the bad stuff yet. Okay. Okay. Um, So back in the green room. 
Pat kind of turns to Amber and says, I'm going to search. I'm going to search her pockets. Like, is that okay? Like basically asking her, you can tell that they're close friends and her friend has died and he wants to search her pockets and she nods at him and says, that's okay. And he finds the thing that Daniel had given her and it's a folded up napkin that says Fleischwolf on it. And they're kind of like, Fleischwolf, what the fuck is that? Nobody really knows what it means, but that's all she has on her. Um, they ask Amber, are there any ways, any other ways out of this room? And she says, no. Um, they turn to big Justin and say, empty out your pockets. Uh, he empties them out and then they're like, no, turn, like turn them inside out so we can actually see that they're empty. And he does. And there was a, a, a hidden box cutter and throws a box cutter on the floor Oh, God, my least favorite <laughs> weapon. It's one yeah. of the worst blades. It's Oh, it's a horrible blade. It's a horrible and the name blade. itself, it's a so box cutter. It's so little and sharp. It's so oh! little and sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they get the box cutter from him, and then the power goes out. No, and come on. it's completely dark, and they all kind of freak out for a second, but we see that Reese sees light coming from below the floorboards and he's kind of looking at that and then they uh amber like lights a lighter and makes big justin smoke a cigarette like hands him a cigarette and is like just like keep an eye on where that where the where the glowing part is smart it is pretty smart and maybe he'll really 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 quickly die of lung cancer (laughs) (laughs) maybe this is the one the straw that breaks a camel's could be Mm -hmm. could be fingers crossed fingers crossed and pretty quickly the power comes back on reese is saying like so there's something under the floorboards like i saw daylight like maybe there's a way out if we like break through the floor maybe there's a, a crawl space underneath or something outside we see darcy coming back into the bar he kind of walks up on stage and everyone cheers for him like you could like everybody knows who he is he's clearly oh right there's still like there's regular still, people there's still in like the bar. 50 people in the bar yeah and it's, it's loud and there's like metal like thrash metal playing the whole time like very stressful and loud okay okay yeah and darcy is now real like realizing like we got to get everybody out of here so he gets up on the stage and he's like we had a power outage we can't get the whatever back on so we're just going to call it for today like come back tomorrow we'll have free 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 entry and hell like free drinks from 12 to 2 and everyone cheers and they're excited and everyone starts filing out gabe says to darcy like are you worried about cowcatcher do you think they're going to talk and he says i think they have other priorities and pulls some baggies of heroin out of a safe and is like give them this and tell them that can be like in exchange for them laying low for a few days until this all blows over. So Gabe walks out to the car where they are, hands them the heroin and they just kind of like nod and they're like, okay, yeah. So I guess they're not going to talk. I mean, they're the ones that killed her. So (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't understand why they are worried about them talking. I guess they don't want them to brag about murdering someone or something. I think it implicates them because they know that it happened on their property. Like it would be like you. Right. And they protected them. Yeah. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Darcy and Gabe go back to 
the green room door. So they're again having this conversation through the door. Again, Pat's like, where are the fucking cops, man? And he says the cops have oh, Pat. He says the cops have come and gone. It got complicated. And there and Darcy's like starts talking quietly, which I think is interesting. He's like, my voice is getting a little hoarse. Like, is it okay if I talk like this, like at a regular volume? And they're like, <sighs> they're like, yeah. And for some reason, that's like scarier. <laughs> I'm just like calmly, quietly, like talking to them through the door rather than like yelling. Yeah. It's stressful. And so he's, and he says, and can we please just choose like one person to talk to me? So I'm not like talking to five people at once. And so they elect Pat as kind of the spokesperson. And Pat is like, just to be clear, like the police are coming back, right? And Darcy says, the police have come come and gone. And he says, well, that's what concerns us, man. <laughs> oh, honey. <laughs> and Darcy says, you know, here are the facts. Like we have, we have a lot of, we have a lot of guns here. We have a lot of guns and we outnumber you and we just want you gone. Like we don't want you hurt, but you just need to get the fuck out and you need to get out of here. And he's like, how do we know they have guns? Like they might be lying. And Amber is like, oh my God, they have fucking guns. Amber says they absolutely like 1 million percent have guns. Also, like it's not a real offer for sure. Right. But take the offer yeah, what are you obviously. fucking do- okay man i'm i'm gone mm-hmm. i'm gone mm-hmm. um so then he also darcy yells in that gun is unregistered and like i didn't want that gun in the picture to begin with so like can you throw the gun out and amber says ask if you can like trade the gun for a cell phone and they're like mm, no like no way just give us the gun and then darcy says for all i know like i come to my bar there's an out of town band here with an unregistered gun and a dead girl and a hostage. And like, I think I'm within my rights to protect my bar. And they're all like, oh, fuck, man, we're so fucked. We're so fucked. And so they decide they have to. They're like, OK, we'll give you the gun. We're going to keep the We're going to keep the ammo. And. Darcy says, fine, safer for everyone. That's fine. Just like hand it out. And they tell Big Justin to lay back down. They put him back in a headlock for the moment that the door will be open. And what leverage do they think they have in this? I think they say that. They They think they're like, we have no we have no leverage. They don't. Why are we locking? Like, why don't we just like go like, okay, let us go. Like. Yeah. What are they trying to get out of the situation except just to leave? Just. I think they're maybe thinking they can get out through the floorboards so that they don't have to go out and mm. face them head on. Okay. Yeah, they're just sort of generally They're just kind of buying time, the, I guess. Yeah. Okay. 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 And so they're like, "Okay, we're going to hand you the hand you the gun, like step back from the door. There's like a little like um vent at the bottom of the door so they can see their feet." And so Amber crouches down and looks and sees that Darcy does step back away from the door. He's like, yeah, get away from the door. He opens it a little bit and can't like quite fit his hand out. And he's like, I'm just going to throw it. And he's like, okay, that's fine. And he opens it a little bit more. And as the angle of the vent turns, 
Amber sees like two more sets of boots standing right next to the door. And she says, they're going to kill us. They're going to kill us. And at that, like at that moment, all three of them like bust at the door and you see someone just grabs Anton Yelchin's arm with the gun and there there's a struggle and they're trying to close the door and they're trying to get the gun and you hear Anton Yelchin just start screaming and screaming and screaming and screaming and it's this big very stressful moment and um that they're telling him hold on to the gun hold on to the gun that's like why he's screaming because they're like we need a weapon they're gonna try to kill us hold on to the gun and eventually um they get Anton Yelchin's arm back and are able to lock the door Anton Yelchin is screaming bloody murder oh, and we get a look at that arm and he has been sliced in like eight different places ah! and his hand is almost completely off it's ah! dang it's good they've gone through bo the bone and his whole arm his whole hand is f flopped off Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's oh my god. So <laughs> oh, this is so bad. This is also the worst for Emily. Oh my god. It's so bad. And he has lost the gun obviously, but that's why they yeah. were like that's why it's so deep was he tried to hold on to the gun for so fucking long that they almost cut oh. his entire hand off. He's screaming. <sighs> Tiger's trying to calm him down. He's like breathe, breathe, breathe. He's like completely losing it, obviously. Everyone is screaming and like panicked sam's like put pressure on it put pressure they like wrap towels around it it's like you can see like the fat in the arm like it's oh like the, oh my god oh my god sam. oh my god it's really <laughs> very bad the, the makeup is no. like incredible though i mean it looks so real <laughs> it's so so bad this is the part that i remember the most <laughs> oh there's a few other parts but this is the part when i was like wrapping presents where i was just like jesus fucking christ i oh my god it's so horrifying <laughs> oh my god so they they slide a couch in front of the door and like barricading themselves oh, in. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> and you just hear Darcy say, This will be over soon, gentlemen. And you hear them like walk away. And then at that moment, Big Justin gets up, says, I'll fucking kill you. He grabs that box cutter and he goes for <sighs> Amber and the two other guys, Tiger and Reese grab him like each kind of by one arm and are yelling at amber like grab the box cutter grab the box cutter they've like grab they're grabbing his arm holding it still so she's able to rip the box cutter out of his hand and then again reese gets him in a like chokehold this time and is strangling him and says to sam tell me when he's out tell me when he's out we see him pass out and sam says he's out and then Five seconds later, he he bursts back awake yeah. and she's like, he's not out. He's not out. He strangles him again. Uh, he like f big Justin like throws up while he's being strangled. He's like choking on vomit. And then he passes out for real. And Amber is staring at him. And he says, Sam says, how do we know? How do we know when it's when he's dead? Or something like, how do we know when it's long enough? And Amber takes the box cutter and slices open his stomach. 
and it's like <gasps> butter. Like it doesn't this it they don't even put a sound effect in it. It's just like a clean slice and his whole stomach just opens up. <laughs> Why would you do that? And they're all oh. We I mean you can tell that Amber's like fucking pissed. Like she hates these people. They just killed her friend. And yeah, do we ever get a moment? Are we going to get? I'm sorry, I'm screaming. I'm like losing my mind. Are we going to get a moment <laughs> where they say like, "Hey, Amber, what happened? Why yeah, are you here? Happened? Why are you here? How did your friend die? Like, w- tell us what you fucking know." Yeah, we'll get we'll get some some more info. They like don't trust her right now, and because I feel like that's question number one <laughs> for me. Yeah, yeah. question number right. one. How'd this start? And the stomach, don't cut open someone's stomach that you're then trapped in the room with. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank that you. Come on, just slice that throat. This room, oh. this room is bad. There's a lot this of bad stuff in this room. Bad room. <laughs> this room smells bad. This room is bad. Mm-hmm. Outside, Darcy is talking to the the red laces, I guess. There's about 10, 10 or 12 guys outside. He's basically giving them some ground rules and saying, you know, no guns. He's like collecting their guns, says blades only. Um, oh, great. Oh, oh, absolutely no. wonderful. favorite. I absolutely love to hear that. Inside, we see Pat is losing a lot of blood. Um, his face is getting very pale. He's not well. And outside, Clark pulls up with some dogs <laughs> some some pip do they look hungry some pit bulls some <laughs> hungry looking pit bulls yes they do and uh reese and tiger start kind of trying to break through the floorboards to see if they can get out that way they use a lamp to smash through it they're finally able to smash through the floor um again they're like there's sunlight coming and sam's like no like what fucking time is it like it's not and Amber's like, no, it's not. It's not sunlight. That's not sunlight. And they go in and it is a drug lab and it's all fluorescent lights down there. No daylight. It is a heroin lab. And so they kind of go, oh, this is fucking why like this. It's not about us. They don't want cops coming here because there's a fucking huge drug lab here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam is like desperately looking for an exit down here. There is one little ladder that goes up to an exit but it's locked from the outside we see that they have locked locked them in they've locked all the doors from the outside and she's like can we crawl through the vents he's uh reese is like this there's there's six inch vents like good luck like we're not fucking fitting through there and they climb back up into the green room on his way up tiger grabs um a roll of duct tape and start and takes it to start taping up pat's arm and he tapes it up really tight but oh my god i can't think about like having to take that tape off it's so uh, sammy, <laughs> sammy it's all i could no. think of we're not gonna see it we're not gonna see it come off but like imagine that that's, yeah, that's gotta awful. happen that's awful that's the plan <laughs> I mean, no, ho- no. Well, hopefully I mean, you- it's done at a hospital and they put you. Yeah, they- he's you. true. He's and under. I feel like, and he's not awake. Yeah, yeah. Or we're just amputating the arm, maybe. Yeah, he's not. He's not keeping that. Yeah, he's not keeping that hand. Yeah. Oh God. Reese says, "Okay, we we're fucking leaving. Like we're getting out of here. We just gotta go." Sam is like, "No, like we need. We're not prepared. We're not ready." And 
Reese says, what do you think they're fucking doing out there? Like they're getting ready. Like the longer we wait, the worse our chances are. We need to just fucking rush them. And yeah, like we're probably not all going to survive, but hopefully we don't all die. Like our only chance is just to fucking go for it. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is so awful. And Sam says something like, why don't th- why didn't they just shoot us through the doors? Like, why? Why aren't they? Why haven't they shot us yet? And Pat says they need us found not they like we can't go missing they need our bodies found um and he says when reese says we got to go out there like guns blazing basically except they only have one little handgun um pat says got to do it like like paintball like with uh rick silva when we went paintballing we didn't have enough people to to fill out the fill out the team so they paired us against these like military guys and the first two rounds we just got fucking demolished like not a single casualty on their side like they just they just destroyed us i was just cowering in the corner until they came and like shot me with the paint paintballs and and then um reese is like okay we don't have fucking time for this story like let's go (laughs) and amber is like looking at him and is like was that a pep talk (laughs) and it's like, yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's all right. Like, we can go. And yeah, no, I'm good. I feel good. I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting loopy, losing a lot of blood. And they're doing their best to kind of get weapons, like gear up with weapons. Like Sam grabs one of the fluorescent light tube tubes and smashes it. So she kind of has like a little stabby thing. And um, one of them has the gun. They kind of take like a broken chair leg or something someone tries to hand something to pat and he's like no thanks i'm just gonna i'm just gonna run (laughs) they're like okay um and sam says fuck it simon and garfunkel and they're like what she's like that's my desert island band it's simon and garfunkel and reese says mine's prince (laughs) and great and amber says madonna and slayer and they're all like pumped up, feeling good. <laughs> they're like, let's fucking do it. They open the door. No one's standing right there. They um, make their way down the hall. The bar's empty. And they're kind of like slowly stepping through, walking towards the front door. And in that front door comes Clark with a pit bull and unleashes it and says, Fuss! And the dog charges at Tiger. And uh, they try to shoot at it. I think they do hit it, but it doesn't stop it. And it, oh boy, does it rip Tiger's throat out. And you see all of it. It shows, it just goes straight for the throat and could like choose through his whole neck. You see his neck like open Ew. up basically. Ew. And. Oh my God. I have to tell my mom not to listen to this episode. <laughs> yeah, no. This is not for moms. This is not for moms. This one's not. This one's not for moms. And I wasn't sure until right now. <laughs> and so everyone is screaming. They're screaming for Tiger, but he is, he's done for. And so they all kind of scatter and Reese finds a small little window and opens it and is able to kind of 
squeeze himself through and he drops out of it and immediately there's two people there and just stab stab him like a a whole bunch of times and the guy the guy that's stabbing him gabe then runs up and like pulls him off of him and is like that's enough and you can see the guy that was stabbing him was like very thrilled to be stabbing him and gabe is like man like fucking stop like you got him dude you like stabbing too much we got to talk about that later (laughs) (laughs) There's a correct amount of stabbing, and then there's too much stabbing. <laughs> You've crossed a line. You've crossed a line here. After the pit bull kills Tiger, it goes for Amber, and she is on the stage. She like runs onto the stage, and it gets her leg and she knocks her over, and it's like chewing into her leg. And she's screaming, and she grabs like a mic stand, and she's hitting it with a, the mic stand, and. The mic falls out and lands on a speaker and makes like really loud feedback. That's how you fuck with a dog. And the dog stops. And then Anton Yelchin, Pat, excuse me, walks up and just holds the mic to it like close so it gets louder. And the dog um, runs out. If only all of their enemies were dogs. If only. It'd be solved. (laughs) (laughs) And he grabs a set list from the ground he sees that um cow catcher's set list had a song called Fleischwolf. aha am or sam tries to opens one door she grabs a fire extinguisher she opens a door and there's a guy there with a machete and she uses the fire extinguisher he kind of stumbles backwards gets it all in his eyes and she just locks the door again behind him and is like okay well i can't go out that way fire extinguisher is a good weapon yeah mm-hmm. yeah because you can hit them with it right. and once it empties it's less of a good weapon but that's smart yeah um and so uh pat and amber kind of run back towards the green room and meet up with sam there sam says they're fucking everywhere where's tiger where's reese and they shake their head no like they didn't make it she's like fuck 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 like and they just decide they just go back in the green room and lock it behind them again and push the couch in front and they're like that didn't fucking work like there's too many of them and then he shows Sam the set list and says Fleischwolf is on the set list and Amber says it means meat grinder and yeah it's their one of their songs and outside we see Amber what's your deal <laughs> what does yeah, it mean Amber on, what does Amber? it mean so okay so in the green room it's amber sam and pat yeah okay all right got it and our only survivors yeah and so then outside um we see that they're gonna send in daniel so daniel has has his red laces apparently so he's in this inner circle and way different from tony's inner circle so different. No, very different circle. So a very different be, circle. Don't even want to be associated with this a, uh, let's the term call this, inner circle. Yeah, this is not an inner circle. Let's this call, is a, it's not a circle. It's a it's a, a fucking yeah group. It's a, a, ha- a, a hate group. It's hate a hate group. group. Um, and Daniel hasn't really been around and doesn't totally know what's going on. He's like, "What's fucking going on?" And he says, "Darcy says they killed one of our own." And he says, "Which one or who?" And Gabe turns to him and says, Emily. And you see Daniel look really mad. He's like, well, what are we fucking doing? Like, let's get in there. Let's go fucking kill them. And Darcy, again, is like, no guns, blades only. Sloppy's fine. Try not to hit hit the bone. And he turns to Clark and is like, can we send another dog in there? Can we send two dogs in there? Fucking finish the job. And he says, if I send two fight dogs in there, what do you think they're going to do? 
It's like I can only send one at a time and we need to kill that feedback first. So someone needs to go in first, get the mic off of there. Daniel's like, I'll fucking go in. And so Daniel and one other guy go in and they both have like machetes and they make their way to the green room, bust the door down and immediately he's like, he's like, where's Emily? Where the fuck's Emily? And Amber points to her and he's like, which one of you fucking did it? And she says, Worm did it. And he's like, bullshit. And she's like, what the fuck did they tell you? Like, like Worm did it. That was, that's the whole thing. That's why we're all here. They let Worm go and they're going to kill us because we saw him fucking do it. And you see Daniel kind of like figuring it out. And the other guy's like, what, what's going on? What's going on right now? Like what's happening? And, um, Amber says they killed her because they found out that she was going to leave, but she didn't tell them that she was going to leave with Daniel. And so we find out that Daniel and Emily were planning on leaving this. That's why he couldn't talk about crashing at the yep, mm-hmm. yep. brothers because they are. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Daniel tells the other guy to leave. He's like, get out of here. And the other guy's pretty confused and he doesn't know what's going on. And he just, he leaves and goes outside and he goes up to Darcy and he's like, they're just fucking talking. Like, I don't know what's happening right now. And Darcy puts it together and turns to Gabe and is like, what's going on with Daniel and Emily? And he said, nothing concrete, but yeah, it did like, it did seem like they were planning something. And he goes to, he finds Daniel's car and opens up the trunk and finds all their stuff packed and he's like little lovebirds like shaking his head and then he finds a baseball bat wrapped in plastic in like an aluminum bat and basically says like do you recognize this and Gabe's like no and he's like this this was supposed to disappear last year like they were basically planning to like turn them in for something this is like evidence of a previous crime and so he kisses Gabe and he's like, he's like, worm fucking saved us, saved us all. Like this would be really bad if they had gotten out with this. Ooh. So Daniel kind of joins their team now and he's like, all right, like I know something you guys don't know, like follow me and goes, he walk, they walk out to the bar and he pulls out a big shotgun from below the bar and a, a bunch of bullets. And actually, no, he just pulls out bullets and he's reaching for where a shotgun would be. And he gets shot in the side of the head. His like whole face gets blown off. And the shotgun was there with uh, the bartender. And Amber again grabs a mic stand and like knocks the shotgun out of the guy's hand. Pat grabs a machete and machetes him in the throat. And they kill him and grab the shotgun from him. And at that moment, Clark comes in with another dog. They aim the shotgun right at them and Clark goes out and he like realizes now they have two guns. And so he doesn't let the dog in. He just steps back out. Uh, We hear we hear Darcy say, now you can you can shoot Amber and Daniel, just not the other two. Like we need like forensic does forensics doesn't matter for Amber and Daniel for some reason. I don't totally get why, but like disappear them yeah i guess so narrative yeah yeah and amber sam and pat are like we got to just fucking move like we've got 
guns this is our best chance like we're our chances aren't getting any better as time goes on so like let's just fucking go so they go they just go out the front door there's like seven now of the red laces and they just have like a shootout darcy yells don't shoot don't shoot the don't shoot them like you can only shoot amber amber gets shot in the leg and then clark uh six the dog on them again dog gets sam right at that throat again and oh my god and pat and amber just run back inside they're like oh fuck um they run back in back into that green room <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and lock the door again behind them luckily i've turned a corner with this movie you guys i've turned a corner okay, and now really, i'm really fully i'm fully desensitized yeah great. so great so okay the uh, dog remains killed to be seen someone else for me but i i do think for me personally it hopefully won't can't get worse than the hand the hand i think is the worst part yes that's the hand I really in the didn't, first dog i really throat. didn't like the i really didn't like the visual of the dog taking the throat out it's, that was not, uh, well i'm not picturing it i was not a good that was not a good situation I, those for me. are two, those are the two worst parts i think right um, so we're just gonna have fun from here on smooth, out smooth <laughs> from here on out so uh, they're back in the they're back in the green room uh they're taping up her leg she's been shot and bitten by a dog and so she's kind of limping around they're both not doing well she gets shot in the same leg that she got bit on i think actually different legs so she's really not not good and darcy's getting pissed it's like almost morning time it's like getting close to dawn and he's like this should be fucking done already we gotta really like move quick we gotta start cleanup um so he takes clark and another guy and they start leaving and he leaves uh, Gabe and two other guys in charge. He's like, go in there and fucking finish it. And they leave one of the dogs with two. And the dog has been shot from the first attack. And Clark like injects it with something and says this should keep keep him alive for another hour. Oh. And like it would be a mean a lot to me if he died with meat in his teeth. And so he Ew. wants him to like go in for one Ew. final kill. And uh, <laughs> people are horrible. Before Darcy leaves, he gives gives Gabe uh, some red laces and says, "You earned these tonight." Or he said, "You already earned these before, but tonight, you know, sealed it." And gives Gabe the laces, and then he heads out with Clark and another guy to go start the cleanup and staging. Amber and Pat are sitting on the couch. And Amber says, hey, I want the rest of your pep talk. And Pat says, oh, well, yeah, we we were just like completely or he says, well, it doesn't really apply anymore. And <laughs> she's like, oh, it's OK. I just want to hear it. And he's like, well, we were completely like we were just getting our asses kicked. And she's like, sounds like it applies. <laughs> like, he's like, we were getting our asses kicked. And then. Eventually, my buddy Rick Silva was just like, I'm just going to fucking do it. And he just ran out, didn't care how many times he got shot. He just like they opened the gate and he just ran straight to their den and just fucking shot him. And we all followed. And it was like we were playing real war 
and we just fucking went all out, all offense, and uh, then we won. We won the last round, and it's like, but we can't play. We can't do real. We can't do real war here. And she says, "Well, let's pretend." And she walks over. Well, bumbles over with her two fucked up legs, gets a sharpie, turns back to him, says, "Let's pretend." Uh, then we see Gabe and the two guys come into the bar. The two guys are being tasked with, uh, killing Pat and Amber and Gabe is starting to clean up the bodies. Like he starts with behind the bar, the dead bartender and Daniel, and he's like power washing shit. (laughs) And Amazing uh, that that bar is still so gross. <laughs> you gotta really clean it to get those bodies out. <laughs> <laughs> and so the two two guys bust down this door, and Pat is just standing there and facing away from the door, and they have uh, a gun now. They only have three bullets. They said that before they came in. And Clark says, good, you have you have one extra. Like, go fucking finish it. And so now they can use guns. Yeah, I'm I guess confused. so. He says forensic is forensics isn't a concern anymore is what Darcy Basically said. Just, maybe just trying to fucking end it. Yeah. OK. It's, like, it's a bigger problem if they're not dead by the morning. Yeah. Um, And so he. Pat turns around and we see that he has like sharpied like camo on his face. He has buzzed his head as well. And he's like wearing. When did he have time to do that? I mean, I think they they were gearing up. They're playing war now. <laughs> I guess in a room at a Nazi bar, there's probably clippers. Yeah, they're all skinheads. Yeah. Um, And yeah, they have to psych themselves up. Yeah. <laughs> And he's got his, like, jacket on now, and he looks fucking ready, and he turns around, and then he jumps into the drug lab part, and start, he's got a a machete, and he just starts screaming and, like, swinging the machete, like, he's just, like, ah, (laughs) like, making noise, like, nobody's down there, he's just, like, trying to be, like, I'm fucking ready, like, come on down, and they are like kneeling at the edge of the entrance to the drug lab. He he said, one of the guys says to the other guy, like, give me the shotgun. He's like, no, I got the shotgun. And he's like, well, then you fucking go down there. Like, no. And so he gives him the shotgun and the guy drops, drops down with the shotgun. And he's like slowly walking. And we see that Pat has now ducked in a little corner in the back of the drug lab. And, um, the guy's like moving closer to him and we see the guy up in the green room like kneeling looking over the little ledge into the drug den and from behind him we see amber coming out from underneath the couch cushions like she was hiding in the bottom of the couch and she also has her face painted all camo (laughs) and she like sneaks out quietly we see she's got a box cutter in hand and downstairs we see the guy with the shotgun kind of move he's like he he realizes that this isn't like a good situation. And he like starts backing up and he says to the other guy, he's like, he's like, go get Gabe. Like we need two people down here and two people up there. Like we need, we need more people in this. And as he like turns up to look at his friend, 
Amber dives right in and slits that throat. And as she does that, he he shoots up at her and she like steps back. He doesn't get her. But then she yells down, Pat, he only has two shots left. Um, like they're counting his bullets. And then she sprays the fire extinguisher down there. So it gets like cloudy and hard for him to see. And uh, then two legs like come down from the front and he like turns his shotgun towards it. And then he's like, nice fucking try. And she was like dangling his friend's legs through the entrance to try to get him to shoot another shot. And she drops that his body down and then um the guy starts going back to try to get pat again and starts making his way towards the back and pat makes a noise and kind of like charges out at him with the machete and then kind of falls back and he shoots at him and misses and she says only one left and we see legs come down like she's climbing in and he turns and shoots again and hits the legs and it was Emily's dead body and and then we see her up at the top being saying zero left so he has no bullets left and she has a gun now from I guess the other guy had a gun like a handgun Pat charges at the guy downstairs with the machete uh, or no Pat gets the shotgun from him and starts loading it up with more shells because he has shotgun shells in his pockets that they had gotten up from the bar upstairs but oh, right. she can't load it very quickly his arms so super fucked up and so then mm. the guy is like charging at him and they're like wrestling for the shotgun pat is like screaming in pain because he's trying to hold it like with his fucked up arm and he's like pulling it against his fucked up arm and uh amber drops down and with the handgun shoots him in the neck and the head he topples over he's dead and blood squirts from his bullet holes <laughs> and she says i got him <laughs> yeah damn amber coming through <laughs> jesus christ so then they then they climb out from the from the drug lab and gabe comes into the the green room in his like cleaning outfit <laughs> he's mm-hmm. like wearing gloves and an apron and he looks pretty shocked to see them but he doesn't make any move to to attack them or anything he says if i had known and then she she's they've got the shotgun and a handgun now and they're pointing it at him and they say any more dogs he says no uh, oh by the way the sorry the i forgot to the dog that had they had brought in they had put more feedback on in there room in the green room there was a microphone so they just did the same trick again and the dog freaked out and got away from the two guys so it's just it just ran outside so it's just like in the woods now um so there's no more dogs she says any more people no no more people it's just gabe and so they basically lead him at gunpoint out of the bar and they're walking with him and they walk into the woods and he's like, are you going to kill me? And she says, like, we're going to go to the orchard and we're going to call the police. And as they're walking through the woods, they hear a gunshot. And he said, Pat says, what's that? And 
Daniel, or excuse me, Gabe says, you don't want to, you don't want to see what they're doing over there. Trust me. And Pat says, did you see my friends die? All three of them. And he says, I saw two out of three of them die. The third one, we saw that actually Reese didn't fully die after they stabbed him. He's still like choking on his blood and, and Darcy had said like, just let him bleed. A later time of death is better for us. Um, and so Pat says, I think I'm, I think I'm going to go over there. (laughs) And and Amber says, you go to the, she's talking to, to Gabe and she says, you go to the orchard and call the fucking police or I'll find you and I'll kill you. And he says, I will, like, I, I, I will, I promise I will. And, um, <laughs> why are we trusting Gabe all of a sudden? That doesn't Gabe, make any again, sense. Again, like does, ha- like, it seems like he knew about, um, Daniel and Amber and didn't say anything. Like he was watching them in the beginning. So he like, he's a good Nazi. He's, he's, he's not the worst of, of them. Okay, sure. And he says something when they first see him. I th- I thought he says, "I want to go to jail," but I put you might want to be released from this. Right, uh... like this life seems very bad. <laughs> like I mm-hmm. feel like after this night, I would be like, "Fuck it!" Like I'd rather go to jail. I'd rather be in jail than in this Under fucking. This guy's thumb. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I turned closed captions on, and it said, "I don't, I don't want to go to jail." But I think he says, "I want to go to jail." Anyways, I feel like it makes more sense. Anyway, so I, I'm not sure, but he does seem like more trustworthy than any of the other ones. Okay. And Amber says, I'm going, I'm going with you um, to Pat and to Gabe. She's like, you go to the orchard, you call the cops. And it, Pat's like, all right, let's do it. And we see them climb down this little hill and they see their a van with Clark and one of the other guys kind of cleaning things up, kind of wiping things down or whatever. And Clark has one of the dogs and um, Pat sneaks up and points a gun at the guy number one and Amber sneaks up on Clark and the dog and points is got them with the shotgun and Pat says to the guy like give me your gun and he says i don't have a gun and he says i'm gonna shoot you either way so you better fucking give me a gun like if even if you don't have one i don't care <laughs> like and the guy gives him a gun <laughs> and he's like um he makes him throw it and is then taking him at gunpoint they're kind of walking and amber makes clark tie up the dog and they're walking both of them at gunpoint towards um the van further up down the road is where the the ain't rights van is at and we see that the there all the the three other bodies are like sprawled out on the ground all with their dog bites and stab wounds and we see the we see the beware of dog sign on the gate and we see Darcy it has set it up to be that they were siphoning gas from this other car. And so there's like a, a setup where the like tube is going into this other car and they're all their bodies are like strewn about beside the car. 
and Darcy turns around, sees them coming at gunpoint, and uh, Pat says, like, this, you wouldn't use a rag here. Rag is to seal it. Like, this looks bad, (laughs) and, like, Mm. pulls it out, and then Clark kind of makes a fast move. Uh, He's like, well, trying to, like, I don't know, do something, and Amber just shoots him, and in the stomach and pat kind of turns to her is like we're doing that she's like why did you think we came down here and he's like i don't know i thought we were gonna mess with the crime scene and she says i thought we could make a new crime scene and uh (laughs) the other guy goes and stands with uh darcy and they both have their hands up and amber and pat both have their guns drawn facing at both of them and Pat says, it's funny. You were so scary at night. It's like dawn now. It's light out, getting light outside. And Darcy turns to run and they shoot both of them a whole bunch of times. They shoot Darcy like four times and he pulls a gun out and turns to shoot back. But they shoot him in the in the head at the last second and he, he like fires a shot, but it, it he misses them and they both die and that's the last of the nazis wow okay wow i wasn't expecting them to to pull that <laughs> off but wow and then we see gabe get to the orchard and he tells people there he says we he just says we need the police we need the police so the police are being called and then we see um cow catcher in their little drug den and they're dead. He has given them poisoned heroin. <gasps> mm, that makes sense. And that was Darcy's plan for them. So they're all dead. And we see Pat and Amber now sitting on the side of the road, basically waiting for the cops. And the pit bull that has gotten loose is walking towards them. And it's looking like really sad. I mean, it's not, it's like dying and doesn't look aggressive at this moment but they both pull their guns and like pull the triggers and they don't have any bullets left so they both are just like click 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 (laughs) and the dog just walks right past them and it goes and lays with clark the the owner and just lays on him and then they're sitting there and pat says i know what it is and amber says what you know what is he says my band my my desert island band and she goes tell someone who gives a shit <laughs> that's the end of the movie <laughs> what <laughs> what is this fucking movie wow Wait, what <laughs> what i do not know how you recover from that experience that is a I don't fucking believe that you do i don't think so insane thing to happen to a person wow i hated it i didn't hate it as much as i hated funny games but it was close (laughs) i really did not enjoy having to listen to everything that happened in that movie it's tough it's tough for sure it's pretty relentless damn i mean it's just yeah it's non-stop and you know what i mean now by it's just like your adrenaline just is coursing the whole time (laughs) Yes, it's definitely adrenaline fueled. Yeah. Um, wow. Oof. Oof. The performances are great. I mean, 
obviously this is not this is not an easy movie. I don't know if it's double. I guess it's maybe double Black Diamond. It's definitely Deep End. It's a Deep End one. <laughs> this is not a starter horror film. No. You know, there are some there in some ways it's like worse than Saw because in Saw, at least it's there's it's all orchestrated in advance. And there's kind of this like it's almost corny in a way parts of mm-hmm. it. Um, And this is just like psychopathic people being psychopaths. This is also much gorier than Saw. As we talked about yeah, before, yeah. Saw doesn't actually really show anything. Really. And right. That this is just entirely like wrong place, wrong time. Like there's like yeah. they exactly. didn't like do anything to get yeah. I mean they made a, a bad choice to take the gig at the Nazi bar, but like it they just happened to walk into a room and see something they shouldn't have seen and then they all die mm-hmm. I guess in it. a horrible way in a horrible long drawn out way yep yep oh boy and it was because she forgot her phone it's in the green room fucking leaving the phone i know it's like if you had your phone it would have been fine they that. were ushering them out they were like here you go here's your money leave <sighs> oh my god because in all of these movies, all you can do is try to put yourself like oh, what you do, of course, is you're like, what would I do in that situation? Right. It's like, I would definitely die. <laughs> no way. Oh, I hope I hope we never find out. <laughs> I hope we never find out. I hope that for us. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a tough one. That was a tough Yikes. one. But it's damn good. Well, you know what? I am glad to have heard about it because it was one I knew I was going to have to eventually. Yeah. And um, now I know now what you happens know. in it. And I forgot that we were doing it until right before we started recording. So in a way, this was maybe the best way for me to ha- go into it. Mm-hmm. I didn't dread mm-hmm. it because I forgot that I had to experience it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's good. Yeah. I, it's a combination of all my least favorite things. It's it's. It, could happen in real life. It's real people doing real bad things. It's modern day, which, you know, feels more like immediate to me. Sure. Um, Nazis. Gore, gore, not Nazis, evil, evil Nazis. Not the good kind. Blades. Too many blades. <laughs> so many blades. A variety of blades. So many blades. Dirty bar. Oh, yeah. A, fluorescent a Gruesome lighting. deaths. Fluorescent lighting, dirty bar. There were so many things about this. This I hated. Yeah, I hated it. Yeah, this one's a a a, a perfectly made for Henley to not like it. Oh, fuck. My oh my. Um. All right. <laughs> well, well, there we go. <laughs> there it is. We did it. We never have to do it again. <laughs> we never have to do it again. And you know, just a reminder that Nazis are real and Nazis are bad. Yeah, Anyone Nazis who is wondering, Nazis are bad. That's those are the facts. Those are those the facts. Are facts. Fuck Nazis. Um. So, what's your guys's Desert Island band? Oh, good oh. question. I, you know, that I like don't understand how to listen to music. I was gonna say it's like not a very fun <laughs> question for me because I notoriously don't like music. <laughs> yeah. Um. I would probably say something really embarrassing, like Taylor Swift. I think I would say Queen. I lo- or ABBA. <laughs> oh my god, being on a desert island stranded and just like, dancing to ABBA <laughs> sounds like really fun. Um, 
I like legitimate. I don't think I listened. I don't think I've listened to a single band in my whole life. <laughs> now that you asked me that question. <laughs> All right. That's crazy. Um, That's a crazy thing to say. Maybe like. Uh, is this? I don't know if this doesn't count as a band, but like, how do you say his name? George Ben Jor. <laughs> He's like, um, uh, loungy, like bossa nova Like, <laughs> I would do that probably. That sounds sure. Sounds just nice. vibes, you know. Just some vibes. Vibes. Mm-hmm. Don't listeners don't get on us about. I I just it music is overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So I like music, but I still said Taylor Swift. Everyone would pick something embarrassing. I think that's the secret to that question. I mean, Britney Spears is, is definitely it? in contention for me. Oh, Prince also is a really good answer. Prince is a good one. Legitimately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, listeners, tell us your Desert Island bands. We'd love to know. We'd love to know. And should we do a um, metal scream goodbye? Yeah, sure. Let's do that. Yeah, ready? Okay. okay yeah. From all of us here at Too Scary, didn't watch. First of all, Nazi punks. Fuck off. Nazi punks fuck mm-hmm. off. And goodbye. goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>